الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنما المؤمنون إخوة فأصلحوا بين أخويكم واتقوا الله واتقوا الله لعلكم ترحمون صدق الله العظيم My most respected brothers and elders and of course our mothers and sisters listening at home of the receiver This is the time of the year when we remind ourselves of the significance of the days of Dhul Hijjah, the first ten days, and of course the day of Arafat. We talk about the Hujjaj, the journey that they have undertaken, or many still are going to undertake. We talk about the lessons we derive from Qurbani, the sacrifice, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken an oath. Allah has taken a qasam. Whereas Allah does not require to take an oath on anything. Everything belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Despite that, He has taken an oath in the Holy Quran on several things, highlighting the importance and value and significance of those things. And then He has a message after taking an oath in the various verses in which he has taken an oath. For example, Wal-Asr. Allah has taken an oath on time, showing us how important time is. And then Allah has given the message that verily man is at a loss. And then of course the surah explains. Like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken an oath, Wal-Fajr, by dawn, Fajr. Walayalin Ashr, and the ten nights of the Hijjah according to most Mufassirin, the first ten nights of the Hijjah. They explain it's not only the nights, the night and the days, the first ten days of the Hijjah. Allah has taken an oath on these days. So for you and I to understand and reflect that these days that are going to come very soon in a couple of days time inshallah, Allah give us life and Allah give us the opportunity to observe these auspicious days in the best way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned as reported by Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhuma, there is no action, good deed, beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, than those actions done in the first ten days of the hijjah. The moment the sahaba hear this from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, wala jihadu fi sabilillah, even striving in the path of Allah. Rasulullah said, yes. Even jihad in the path of Allah, except if the person goes out in the path of Allah and he becomes a shaheed, he doesn't return home. And that's a different aspect. But these days in which righteous deeds, pious deeds, whether it is tilawat of the Qur'an, dhikrullah, tasbih, in one hadith says that, أَكْثِرُوا 
recite in these days tasbih, glorify Allah, praise Allah, make the takbir of Allah, the tahleel of Allah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Ibadat then during these days, these nights, person is tahajjud during the first ten nights, he gets, on each time he makes the ibadat, each night, he gets the sawab of Laylatul Qadr. Fasting, of course, not on the 10th of Hijjah, that's the, the day of Eid, but the other days when a person keeps Rosa, then he gets a sawab of fasting for an entire year. And especially the 9th of Hijjah, depending on when the moon be sighted in South Africa, then we'll make out when is Eid day, when is the 9th of Hijjah. The 9th of Hijjah is the day before Eid. A person who fasts on that day, then his entire years minus sins are forgiven, the past sins, and even the future sins, the year that is still going to come, the minor sins are forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My respected brothers and elders, we can go into the, the lessons of Qurbani, the lessons of Hajj, the auspiciousness of these days. But the important thing is that Allah has afforded us an opportunity to bring some change in our lives. Otherwise these days will come and go past and we think that we are doing very well in the eyes of Allah Rabbul Izzat. And how often I have mentioned and especially for myself that we need to fulfill the rights of Allah, Hukukullah, and the rights of humankind, Hukukul Ibad. Which many times, or in most of the time, we shirk in our duties when it comes to mu'amalat, mu'asharat, the manner in which we conduct ourselves, the manner in which we behave. Whether it is in the masjid, out of the masjid, at home, in our workplaces, our dealings, our conduct, our akhlaq, our character, do we possess the qualities that Allah praises in the, on the, in the Quran? These are genuinely the true believers. Do we have those qualities as a true believer? One person mentioned, he said, Mene bohat se insan ko deka. Jis par koi libas nahi. I've seen many a person without having any clothing because of poverty, you go to many of the countries of the world with this famine, this drought, this poverty, they don't have even clothes to cover themselves. Many bohats insan ko deka jis par libas nahi. And then he says, many bohats libas deka jin ki andar insan nahi. I've seen many clothing people, but I haven't seen human beings within the clothing. Allah is so loving, Allah is so kind, and Allah is mentioned and reiterated in different verses the qualities of a believer, the type of conduct we should be having and displaying. Some person mentioned, Kun kashajaratin musmirah, be like a tree that is bearing fruit. Yarmihan nas bil hijarah. People throw stones at the tree. Yet the tree gives back its fruit to the people. You are throwing a stone at the tree. 
and the tree is throwing back to you its mango, its apple, whatever fruit it is bearing. A believer should be like a firm tree. Another person mentioned, Kun kashadrati sandal, the cedar tree. Tu'attiru al-fa'salati taqta'uha. Look at the beauty of this. The cedar tree, the person has taken his axe and is busy chopping at the tree. And in return, the tree is perfuming the axe that is penetrating into its trunk. It's actually giving out a fragrance. A believer is being rebuked, he's reviled. Yet he is being back and he's showing patience and he's being kind to the person who is being so harsh to and cruel to him. Rasulullah says, Sil man qata'ak, wa'afu amman zalamak, wa'ati man haramak, wa'ahsin ila man asa'a ilayk. Join ties with that person who serves relationship with you. Forgive the person who has oppressed you. That person who has deprived you, you should give him his due, his share. Be kind to the person who is cruel to you. So these are the qualities that we need to remind ourselves of. We are believers. And Allah has promised that beautiful Jannah so spacious, so wide, with rivers of honey and wine and milk. And Allah has explained the Hura'een of Jannah and the palaces and the homes of Jannah and the life of Jannah which is going to be forever and ever. There's only bounties and bounties and bounties. And why is the Jannatis are enjoying the bounties of Jannah? Suddenly they will see radiance above them. And when they would raise their heads, <coughs> Allah would remove the veil. Allah would have removed the veil between us and Allah. And then the people would be glaring and staring at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For a long, long, long period. When they look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's countenance, Allah's nur, they will forget every other bounty in Jannah. But for all those things, we need to be genuine believers. Al-Mu'min al-Haqiqi. Al-Mu'min al-Kamil. Imam Bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi has mentioned in narration of Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala an. And this narration slight changes of very small differences in the wording appears seven times in Bukhari Sharif. In which Hazrat Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhuma, he says, we were sitting with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and from the various narrations, he explains, I was the azharul qawm, I was the youngest of all of them. And Rasulullah sallallahu throws a question, he poses a question to us. In this audience were all senior people, senior sahaba. People like my father, Umar radiallahu ta'ala. People like Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala. And so Imam Bukhari also brings a chapter of Babu Tarh al-Imam al-Masala. Where the Imam poses a question to the audience. And this is also a methodology, a way of, of learning. 
learning and teaching. What if we just give a bayan, people are listening. Sometimes, but we won't do the today, inshallah, some other time, where the imam will ask the people a question. So he asked a question, in the من الشجر شجرة لا يسقط ورقها إنها مثل المؤمن He says there is a tree Rasulullah asked the Sahaba there is a tree and the description in this particular narration other narrations given more descriptions where he says that its leaves do not fall and this tree is like a believer in other words, the believer has the qualities of this tree. What is it? So the Sahaba were sitting there, all began to think and ponder and reflect. And their minds went into various trees that were prevalent in the, in the forest, in the, in, the, in the desert areas. And they gave a few answers which were not correct. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhu, young Sahabi, he knew the answer. He was feeling a bit shy to give the answer. Why? Because he felt in the presence of my own father, seniors like Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu taran, I don't feel it befitting and appropriate now. Me as a young person, I must give an answer. So he remained silent. And Sahaba asked Ya Rasul, what is it? He says, Innaha an-nakhla. It is the date tree, the kajur tree. And after the congregation emerged and dispersed, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhu is walking back home with his father and tells his father, Oh my father, I knew the answer. So the father says, Why didn't you give the answer, my son? He says, Oh my beloved father, I was feeling shy in the presence of senior sahaba. Umar radiallahu anhu then says, Oh my son, if only you gave the answer, it would make me so happy more happier than having possessing rare camels of the time. Because I would have been proud of you that Rasulullah Sallam, you gave the right answer and perhaps you would have got the dua of Rasulullah Sallam. Nonetheless, the believer has been likened to a date tree. Because of its abundant blessings. It provides shade like all other trees. But you find that the leaves of the date tree are huge. So they provide shelter, protection, comfort, brings coolness to the person in the desert area in extreme degrees of heat. The heat is so intense and the person is now sitting under the date tree and he's getting some coolness, some comfort. Like that is a believer. He gives comfort to the others. The date tree gives off kajur, dates, which we relish in, in the month of Ramadan especially. And unfortunately in, in our towns, in our country, we don't see date trees as much as it is seen in the Arab countries. So if a person is standing at any given time under a date tree, then he will expect some days falling upon him. So the date that we eat, the kajur, is absolutely juicy. It is succulent. It is delicious. A believer, al-mu'minu ma'laf, 
you want love, the source where you will find that love, you go to a believer. He gives you protection. He'll assist you. He's generous. He provides for you his fruit. He nourishes your soul. Like how this day tree nourishes us. A believer nourishes another, another person, another believer. Nourishes his soul. He reminds him of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When the person is all down, he's feeling depressed. And the believer will liven his spirits. Kalimatun tayyibah. He will tell him some kind word to make him feel good again. If he's experiencing some type of, of problem, he will try and assist to the best of his ability. This kajur tree is firm. Try and shake it, it's impossible. Like that, the believer is firm in his deen. He's not easily shaken. He's obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He fulfills the obligations that Allah has entrusted him with. Also mentioned that he is kind to humanity at large. The deity does not differentiate between the person who is coming under it, whether it's a believer or a non-believer, Muslim or non-Muslim. A Muslim's heart is so large that he even provides for a non-Muslim. He even cares for a non-Muslim. If a non-Muslim is in need, a Muslim goes out and he assists him. He provides for him. Then we find that many trees in the world, what is their fertilization, manure? That what the cows are giving off. Yet despite all that, the tree is giving its best. People are breaking off the branches of trees, plucking the, the, the fruit, damaging the trees. Animals, birds are sitting on the branches, sometimes the branch breaks. Despite all that, the tree has got patience, it is calm. As I mentioned, the kajur tree, the date tree, it has, shows us the lesson of patience and sabr and steadfastness. The date tree never takes revenge like any other tree. It doesn't take revenge. It's not a burden on others. A mu'min is never a burden on somebody else. A mu'min does not harm others. Tara al-mu'minina fi tawaddihim wa tara humihim wa ta'atufihim Rasulullah gives the example of how believers are, how they should be, how they should be supportive of another believer, caring, compassionate, showing kindness, generosity, assisting, not reviling another believer, not using vulgar and abusive language, Harming the person, hurting the person. Rasulullah sallallahu Before I explain this hadith, in one another hadith, he makes dua for protection. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min khalilin makir. When I seek protection from a friend who is cunning, makir, makar. And he explains, aynuhu, Yarani, this believer, this friend, 
of this friend. He, he, his eyes are watching me. But his heart is observing me, waiting for me to, to slip, waiting for me to fall down, waiting for me to make a slip in life, waiting for me to get hurt. So it gives him pleasure. And Rasulullah explained, in ra'a hasanatan dafanaha. When this friend in Ilvad sees me, sees any good in me, dafanaha, he conceals it, he buries it, doesn't want others to come to know. Why? Then this friend will gain prominence, he'll gain fame and honor. He hides it, conceals it. in if I make a mistake, instead of covering my fault, aza'aha, he makes it viral. He broadcasts this mistake that I've made. Rasulullah said, Oh Allah, protect me from such a person, from such a friend. Khalilin Makir. In the hadith that I was explaining, Rasulullah says, You see the believers, how? Fi tawadduhim, wa tarahumihim, wa ta'atufim, in their love, their compassion, the unity, the brotherhood, the caring. Like a body, if one limb feels any pain, the rest of the body, all the limbs will respond with sleeplessness at night, with fever. person has got a toothache, or his eye is sore. He's gripped with fever the entire night. He's tossing and turning. He's unable to sleep. He says in the morning, entire night I couldn't sleep. Why? He said, I had a severe toothache. My head was paining. My body was paining. Exact like that. A mu'min should feel the pain. When his Muslim brother and sister is feeling the pain elsewhere. But when we are going to quarrel and argue over petty, petty things in our lives, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take away his nusrat, his divine assistance from this ummah. It is the month of Ramadan. The last ten nights have begun. And Allah informs Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that particular year that this night is going to be later than Qadr. How excited is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? He comes out to inform the Sahaba that prepare for this particular night is going to be later than Qadr. At that moment, two people were arguing and quarreling. One owed the other person some money, and he was demanding his money in payment. And so he had raised his voice, and they were arguing and quarreling. Because of that argument, Rasulullah was actually made to forget that night of Laylatul Qadr. It was lifted. My respected brothers and elders, we don't have to look at others. The problem with us today is we want the entire world to change, but ourselves. It is so common when we sit together, when we have discussions, we talk about fulan or fulan or fulan, see those people, see these people and everybody else, but ourselves. Of course, we are full of mistakes. No person is perfect here. But there must be a time in our life when we have to make this firm Decision, resolution. Wallah, I am weak. Wallah, you assist me. I want to be, to come to you with a clean and pure heart. Ulama explain also, 
the heart of the palm tree, the khajur tree, the date tree, it's white. You can check it up. Like that is the heart of a believer. The heart of a believer is pure. He's got a pure heart. He's got a clean heart. I've mentioned many times before. And because of probably new people here on this Juma occasion, for their benefit, and also it will serve as a reminder to all of us, Jarir bin Abdullah al-Bajri radiallahu ta'ala, a great sahabi of Rasulullah he embraces Islam right in the latter part of Rasulullah's life, right in the end. And he's known as Yusuf al Ummah, extremely handsome, very tall in stature. And he sends his servant to purchase a horse, and the servant purchases the horse and comes back. So he asks him, how much you paid? He said, I paid 300 dirhams. 300? He said, yes. Good deal, good bargain he made. He said, you paid two less for this horse. Take me to the seller. So they're going. People ask, what are you doing? He said, I'm going to pay more. Are you crazy? He goes. He tells the seller, how much? He paid you 300. I think I should give you 400. The seller is happy. Then he says, no, 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 hang on. I think I need to give you more. Each time he said, I need to give you more. I need to give you more. Ulama have written, he paid 800 dirhams. From 300 dirhams to 800 dirhams. On the return, people ask, how much you paid? He said, I paid 800 dirhams. He said, you are majnoon, you are crazy. He says, no. Bayatu Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When I put allegiance to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when I put my hand onto his hand, when I embrace Islam, Iman, ala iqamati salah, wa ita'i zakah, wa nushi li kulli muslim, that I will establish my salah, I will start zakat, and I will be a well-wisher for every believer, for every muslim. And I honestly feel that this horse, the value of this horse was much more. I have never seen any person in my life till today who has gone to that limits to pay the seller so much more. Maybe a little bit more, but not so much more. Like Jari bin Abdullah al-Bajri radiyallahu Salman Farsi radiyallahu ta'ala sent Abu Darda radiyallahu ta'ala I'm interested in that girl, that particular house. I'm feeling shy. You go and put a proposal for me. Salman Farsi is standing outside. Abu Darda, his bosom friend, he goes inside, knocks on the door, makes salam. And he comes with a proposal on behalf of Salman Farsi radiallahu ta'ala. Those, that family, they said, Amma, Salman, we're not interested in Salman. You are suitable son-in-law for us. And in the midst of everything, before Abu Darda could even say anything, he agrees and the nikah is made. Salman is waiting outside. <laughs> waiting for now the jawab to come. Abu Darda will tell him yes or no. Or maybe yes, they're happy and you can get married. In the meantime they get Abu Darda, the man who has taken the proposal. They get him married. He comes out. Ya Allah. Salman, please, please forgive. So what's the matter? He said, I went inside to get you proposed. They got me married. Razi. If we were in Salman's place, what we would have done? We say, you're a liar. You went and said this and you said other things about me. Salman Farsi apologizes now to Abu Darda. He says, I am feeling embarrassed. How could I ask for the proposal of a girl whom Allah just time for you? The hearts were pure, pure. 
Time has expired, my respected brothers and elders. Let us understand. Reflect on ayat of Quran and so many ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and bring into our lives the qualities of a true believer to the best of our ability. We will make mistakes. Don't be like the person waiting to look for a fault. See, he was saying this and see how, what he's, what, what, what he's doing. المؤمن أخو المؤمن يكف عن عنه ضيعته وفي رواية يكف عليه ضيعته ويحوطه من ورائه. Believers are brothers to believers. A believer, if he sees his Muslim brother's property is being affected, perhaps some fire or some flood, and the person is not there, he will quickly gather his goods. That's one meaning for يكفو عليه ضيعته. He will protect his, his goods from being destroyed. And the other meaning, that the believer will never cause harm to and, and damage to the property of his Muslim brother. And he'll protect him. He will protect his integrity also in his absence. People are talking bad of him. He will speak good of the person. I conclude, let us go home and reflect on the following words. That be a builder. Do not be a demolisher. We need to build this ummah again. We've forgotten many lessons. We all are weak. But we mean, we need now to become true builders instead of demolishing the ummah and then seeing the results that what we are seeing in the entire world. Wa akhiru dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alam.